What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast, and this is your host, Nate Bailey, and uh, today's uh, conversation was, was great. It was a really good conversation. Um, our guest from San Jose, California, his company, Ad Here, is a $30 million plus dollar a year company currently. Uh, just an incredible guy. He's got incredible values. The conversation was great, really connected with him, uh, resonated with him at a deep level. He, you can follow him. His name is Ruben Resendez. And you can follow him best on IG at Ruben Resendez. And that is R-U-B-E-N-R-E-S-E-N-D-E-Z. And uh, his story is incredible where he came from. Like a big part of his message is just talking about the fact that he can go and create what he's created. And it's not through luck. It's not through chance. Like it was very intentional and a lot of hard work and bumps in the road. But if he can do it, he knows that you can as well. And there's a big part of his message. So I'm excited for you to tune in and, and, and hear our conversation with Ruben Resendez. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast, and uh, I'm excited today. We got Ruben Resendez from San Jose, California with Ad here, and uh, he's got an incredible story, and I'm just uh, excited to be able to connect and have him on um, on the Championship Leadership Podcast. So thanks for, thanks for joining us, Ruben. Appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm glad to be, uh, especially in this interesting time that we're in right now, to be quarantining with you and yeah. uh on the podcast very honored to be on it you've had some amazing people on this podcast so very honored to to be here with you today i uh, appreciate it and uh yeah so if you are listening uh which you obviously are we are in the middle of the covid crisis and uh the pandemic and the and the quarantine and flattening the curve and so uh very interesting time because it's definitely nothing that we have experienced up until this point in our life uh lifetimes and so but if you're listening to this a few, few years from now, hopefully, uh, the, the, hopefully we don't have another one coming for a very long time. And you've been able to take some of the things that, we, that we'll be sharing today going through these crazy times that help you, of course, way down the road as well. But 
to start it off, I, I love asking this question first, Ruben, to all my guests is uh, championship leadership is the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you? What does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? And I, I love it because uh, with our team, we have about, uh, what, about 20 employees now on our team. And uh, I call each person either champion or stud. Uh, oh, really? They always, they always kind of say like, oh, that's kind of weird. That's kind of odd. You always say like, oh, good morning, champion, or good morning, stud, or like, hey, how's today going, stud? Yeah. And uh, when I think about that, I think about it that, you know, a lot of people, especially in this time right now, uh, like you had said, that uh, there's so much negativity that nobody's speaking life into other people that, you know, by me saying like, oh, hey, champion, or good morning, champion, it kind of makes people feel a little bit more of like, I am a champion, like I am yeah. an overcomer, I am a winner. So when I hear champion podcasts, I think more of like, you know, everybody's a winner in some aspect and in some way in their life, if they really think about it. But sometimes people get so far down the rabbit hole that they listen to so much negative news and so much negative media. And it's at an all time high of the negativity that's out there right now, that if you listen to news for six hours a day, you wouldn't think that there's any winning going on in the world. You right. would think everything in the world is negative. So when I hear champion uh, podcasts and I hear like champion leadership and such too, I think of like, this is where champions live and everybody is a champion in this world. It's just a matter of like finding where am I winning in my life? If you just woke up today, you won today. That's a win. Yeah. You just got to pile on the wins one after another and yeah. become that champion and really believe it in yourself that you are a champion. So even though some people think it's funny when I call them, oh, good morning, champion or hey, champion. Uh, or anything of like that, then, you know, I still do it anyways, because I know at some point during the day, they're going to be thinking about like, you know what, I am a champion. At some yeah. point, they're going to believe that they're a champion. And they'll yeah. start being a, a champion leader, because we're all a leader in some aspect. I love it. I, I do. I love that. And uh, it's awesome that you do that. And uh, yeah, just continue doing that. Because even if they say it's, it's a little funny or whatever, like you said, I think they really do appreciate it. And uh, it's so important. I know, as we coach our clients, we talk a lot about like self-talk, right? And mm -hmm. so this is talk coming from you to another person, but then it's just natural for them to like, yeah, when you're gone, they're like, I am a, cha a champion. And, mm -hmm. and that's just, it's just, you know, the words that you say to yourself become your reality. And, and unfortunately, I think a lot of people, you know, they talk down to themselves. And, and I know yeah. we were talking a little bit about how you've come from where you have to, to, to running this $30 million company ad here. And it's kind of like, man, I don't know. I'm not, uh, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. And, and, uh, but at the same time, obviously, you, you know, you got to give yourself some credit too, that, Hey, you built this thing, you're talented, you're skilled. Uh, but, but people can do way more than they tell themselves they can and than they think they can. And a big part of that, I do believe, is that self-talk and getting in the habit of doing that. So, uh, so where did that come from for you? Is that something that you've always practiced? Is it something that you picked up and learned from somebody else along the way? Yeah, that's a good question because, um, like you had said, one of my mentors that really is responsible for changing my whole entire mindset and kind of pointing me down this path of entrepreneurship, he had told me very early on, he said, you know, you could either be weird and rich or you could be broke and cool. So a lot of people <laughs> think it's weird that like I'll call them, oh, hey, good morning, champion, or you're calling yourself a champion, or you're saying it out loud as soon as you wake up in the morning and talking to yourself, saying, and looking in the mirror and saying, you're a champion today, you're great today. That sounds a little weird until most people, it is weird, but that's why most people are broke too, because you could yeah. be either weird and rich, 
or broken cool. Most people are like, I'll, I'll take the cool route. Like I'll wake up. I don't do that. Like self-talk yeah. stuff or anything like that. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. But it's like, yeah, you could stay cool, but you could also stay broke too because <laughs> right. any, everybody, the most positive person and the wealthiest person that you know, they've got to talk to themselves every single day to keep themselves positive. But that didn't, I wasn't always like that. Like I grew up yeah. on the east side of San Jose, which most people would say is on the, the wrong side of the tracks. Nobody in my uh -huh. family's ever, ever built a business. Uh, I don't come from an entrepreneurship family or anything like that. I also dropped out of college, so I don't have a college degree or anything of that sort. I tried to go to community college for like four years and then transferred to like a, a, a state school and then still dropped out of that too and yeah. did all the stupid stuff along the way. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until I uh, ran into one of my mentors that was in the financial services business and uh, living here in the Bay Area, kind of looking at all the money that was being made by like 22 year olds. And I was 22 at the time. And when I ran into it and I saw my friend making over a quarter million dollars a year selling financial services, that was back in 2008, right before the whole entire crash and everything. So all my friends that were like in their 20, early 20s, they're making over a quarter million dollar years, buying like five bedroom houses and all that stuff, doing loans and refinancing yeah. and selling houses and all that stuff. So I got enticed and I said, I want to do something like that. Although I was very introverted um, in growing up, like I liked to be behind the computer and I, growing up in high school, I wanted to be a computer hacker. I didn't really like talking in front of people or public speaking or anything, but my mentor uh, really opened my mind to self-improvement and self-improvement books. So I just engulfed myself and became obsessed about studying, you know, the Warren Buffetts of the world, the Tony Robbins of the world and reading all the books that I can possibly read the biggest book that made the biggest difference in my life was Thinking Grow Rich because it just laid it out yeah. in logical terms of exactly uh, what you should be doing before you go to sleep at night. And as soon as you wake up, and these are time-told uh, success principles that have lasted for years and decades and decades that most of the wealthiest people in the world have practiced so long. So when it came to self-talk, I just needed that so much because I came from the mindset of scarcity and thinking like, I was always told when I was growing up, you know, when I wanted a toy, oh, no, that's too expensive. Or I was kind of told, um, you know, oh, we can't go to that restaurant because that's a little bit more expensive. And it's like this day, we haven't reached payday yet or something of that sort. Uh, or even when I wanted uh, something from a store, I would always get the kind of the second guessing of like, are you sure you want that? Are you sure you want to do that? So it wasn't until I got older and started getting around these self-improvement books that I started learning more about myself. And the reason why I'm so indecisive sometimes is because, you know, and growing up as a kid, I was always like, question, should you get that? Are you sure you want that? Are you sure you yeah. want to do that? So I had to start self-talking to myself and saying, I want this. I am this. I am confident. I am a great public speaker. I, I can talk to people. People love hearing, hearing from me. I have to continue to tell myself that every single day to reverse engineer all of the mindset that I had previously. So I got into financial services, living on 100% commission, dropped out of college and everything. And uh, it was 2008 when the whole entire financial crash happened during yeah. that time. Worst time to be in <laughs> financial right. services, real estate and mortgages and such too. So that and to live on 100% commission. So it was 2008 and then the girl I was going out with for about three or four months all of a sudden tells me that she's pregnant with my son. I'm like, okay, great. Girl I barely even know, pregnant with my son. I got about 300 bucks in my bank account and I'm living on 100% commission. 
Uh, I don't even know when my next paycheck is going to come in because I don't have the deals that are coming in. Everything's all dried up. Nobody's doing what, what I need for them to do right now or anything of that sort. So I said, I got to go and get a, a J-O-B. My, my friends during that time have always said, like, you know, never sell your time for money. A J-O-B stands for just over broke. Never do it. Never, never sell out or anything of that sort. But I'm like, man, I got 300 bucks in my bank account. I got to do something and I got to kill. So I looked on Craigslist for any job that I could possibly find looking for like a salary or something of that sort. Uh, and found this job that was paying like a $30,000 salary and like uncapped commissions that was doing internet marketing and lead generation. I knew nothing about it whatsoever. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever it is, all I know is I need a paycheck. So I got into it and uh, started finding like all of these, um, these affiliates because they were doing affiliate marketing. And we're, I was managing these affiliates as an affiliate manager. And I found these affiliates that I was managing where they were generating like a quarter million dollars a month. And there were thousands of them generating a quarter million dollars a month. And I used to think quarter million dollars a year was a lot, but these guys were doing it on a month. And these guys are like 20 years old. And this is 2008 when nobody is like hiring or making any kind of money, huge recession and everything too. And I'm like, what are these guys doing? Every time I try to call them, they're always traveling all the time. They're like, just send me that link that you want me to implement and I'll implement it. You know, and they're always going to like South America, Europe, and all these different places. So I became obsessed. I said, I don't know what these guys are doing, but I need to learn everything there is to learn about this. And I, I studied management information systems when I did the state school because I love to be behind computers and before I dropped out. So I love kind of like being behind the computers. And then when I was doing financial services, I love talking to people and helping people too. So when I saw this, I was like, man, this combines the best of both worlds. So I went and got obsessed, you know, kind of got comfortable and uh, making six figures doing that and all that stuff. But then eventually came to a point where like, man, why am I making this other company rich when I could be doing it myself? So I went all in and uh, that's when I started becoming obsessed again about my self-improvement and personal development. Because going and starting a business on your own, like you got to like have some guts. Like it's not, yeah. It, yeah. you see all the Instagram posts with everybody saying like, man, these business owners, they got the life. They must have went through no struggles whatsoever. They probably have so much confidence in building a business. They know exactly what to do step by step. But the bottom line is nobody knows what to do. You just take that first step one after another. And you got to speak to yourself every single day saying, like, I have the faith that this is the right step to be taking every single day. So that self-talk just becomes so crucial in doing that. And it still is even to this day that uh, I started this business. Now, um, man, I think it was like eight, nine years ago now. Yeah, about eight or nine years ago now. And my son's now 11 years old, going on 12. And uh, he's the reason why I even got pointed in this whole entire direction and where I went. So it's been an interesting journey, but it really did start with the self-talk. So in a long story short, <laughs> back to your question of self-talk just makes such a huge, uh, a huge difference in my life and still does every single day today too. You talked about having a mentor. How did that come about for you? Because I know I really didn't get into coaching and mentorship until much later in life. And, you know, for someone in their early 20s, it's, I don't know, it's not the first initial thought, right, that goes through your head. Like, how did that happen for you? Because I think that's, it's extremely important to have those types of people, whether they're paid or just people that kind of come into your life and and uh, take you under the wing, whatever it might be, but how crucial it can be to have the right people in place 
uh, to help you get on the right path and the right track and to, um, to have some of those daily habits, routines and rituals like the self-talk that's so important um, to, to uh, help you along the way and maybe even to get, help you get there a little bit faster than you would otherwise on your own. Yeah, for sure. So like in the, in the very beginning, my uh, childhood friend uh, that I grew up with, we all have those friends that are like we went to high school with and junior high and such too, that you do stupid stuff with and you really learn from and everything too. So my childhood friend uh, actually got involved in the financial services industry and uh, he wanted to get me involved in it as well. And he already had like a lot of mentors that were surrounding him. And he reached out to all of our friends, me and just a couple of other people were the ones that said like, Hey, I'll join you. I'll, I'll make this happen with you. So when he introduced me to it, he was working on himself a ton and uh, he was already far ahead of me. He was doing over a quarter million dollars in a year. And at that time it seemed like a lot because we were only like in our early twenties and all this stuff too. So he did a lot of the work on himself and he was not the highest likely person that you would think would be reading books or listening to books and audio tapes and all CDs and um, different audio books and everything too. So he's the one who introduced me to it. Then he introduced me to a lot of his mentors. And then I started finding a lot of, um, a lot of kind of the, the same things that they were all talking about all the time and self-talk continued to come up all the time. And I was over here thinking like some of these guys are living in mansions and they're talking about like, you have to go and look in the mirror and say, I'm great. I'm powerful. I'm ready for the day. And I was like, this just seems a little weird because especially growing up where I grew up, I'm like, you don't do that. I never saw my parents doing that. I never saw my family members doing that or talking about that or anything, but all these successful people I was surrounded by kept on talking about it all the time. So I, I got, um, I, I think getting involved in that and then even just uh, the network because it opened me up to a whole new network. So um, a lot of the, the different events and conferences and going to and connecting with people led me to a lot of my mentors that I have now because now I have some great mentors, mentors that run uh, billion dollar companies that I get to connect with, you know, every week and uh, once a month. But it comes about too with, actually taking action. So the early mentor that I had, if I didn't take action, he wouldn't be speaking life into me. And uh, I still am friends with him and still connect with him and consider him a great mentor too, because he's still after it today too. Yeah, that's great. So what, um, who are some, maybe some of those uh, championship leaders or coaches and mentors that have come into your life and, and really less, less about who they are, but more about like, what is it about them that really stands out? and how they, they led and coached and mentored you and, and maybe even that you've kind of taken and molded into who you are as a leader inside of your company and your life as well. Oh, for sure. I, I think that's a, a great question because I, I made a mistake sometimes in thinking if I ran into a really successful person, I want them to mentor me. I want to learn everything there is about it. But I found some of these people that were really successful their personal lives were a disaster. You know, they were either alcoholics or some people, their marriages were falling apart or they were on like their fifth marriage or something of that sort. And my values are faith, family, finances, fitness, and fun. I go by the five F's is what I call it, my core values. So now when I look at it, now I'm a little bit more mature. I think more of like, okay, this person's successful. That's great. I want to learn from them. But do I want to be associated with somebody that doesn't have the same values that I have? Like, do, what's their family life like? 
what's their marriage like? Because I know whatever their marriage looks like, if I'm going to duplicate whatever they're doing and listen to what they're telling me to do, their family life is also going to be rubbing off on me too. So if I want to see my future, then the people that I'm looking at and listening to, that's my future. So if they have a a horrible marriage, I know that when I get married, that my marriage is probably going to be like that too. If the relationships are bad, most likely my relationships will also be bad too. So when I looked at my, my early mentors, that's exactly where, what they stood for is faith, family, finances, fitness, and fun. So that first mentor I had, he's the, the one that has really uh, spoke a lot about his faith and he's not ashamed to speak about his faith, which has really made my faith even stronger too, which is my number one core value. But he also does everything for his family and knowing that he's continuing to, to increase his family and continuing to speak life into his family. His kids always win the championship because he coaches his kids in, in football and everything in basketball. So I love how dedicated he is to his family. But now my mentors today too, like the, the one that runs, runs a billion dollar company, he's got a great marriage. I'm on the phone with him and he's over here talking to his wife that he's been married to for over 20 years as if like they just met yesterday and they're still <laughs> dating. Like, I love that. Like, that's how I want me and my wife to be 20 years from now is like, we're yeah. still talking to each other as if like, we just met each other yesterday and we're still dating like that. That's the type of stuff that I love. So when I think about mentors that I want to learn from, I look deeper than just how much money have they made? How much success have they had? Because success is much greater than just the, the material things. It's more of how's their family life? What's their relationships like? What, their, what is their faith life? look like too so that's what i look for a lot and in, in my mentorship these days too yeah i think that is uh that's so powerful and i just love it because you don't hear a lot of people talk about that really um which is a little bit surprising maybe not surprising but but it's it's so so critical so i love that you said that it's like it's not just about choosing mentors that are where i want to be financially but like how about the, the rest of their life how does that look because you don't want to be that one dimensional like what's what's a what good is it to have a great uh, bank account if uh, everything else is just like falling apart? And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome uh, that, you, that, that you look, and I think that's important for the, our listeners to hear that as well. When you're choosing a, a coach or a mentor or a leader that you're going to look up to is to, to really choose wisely and, and pay attention to, you know, <laughs> what, what their life looks like if that's the life that you're going to model after. You know, what's interesting, Nate, is that uh, so when I first started building my business, I left my job and uh, was living on unemployment for about six months because I started my business with $500 and in my bank account, like I had no money, no backers or anything of that sort. I was so stupid, like I didn't know venture capitalists even existed or anything of that sort. So I was like, I just need to find a way to make money with this company ASAP. And I went so far down the hole that uh, I let my house go, moved back in with my parents in my 30s. It was the most embarrassing thing that I've ever done in my life and moved my son and I back in with my parents and went so far down low that I didn't know how to take money out of the business or even pay myself or anything of that sort and wanted to make sure that my friends who I got involved as the first employees and part of the team, that we got them paid first and we got the affiliates that I got involved, we got them paid first over me. So I didn't want to put them out to dry or make them think that there was anything going on. So I went so far down that I literally uh, dried out my bank account and left. I had no more unemployment. So I went down on food stamps and was literally on food stamps 
for probably about three or four months before somebody woke me up and said, what the hell are you doing? Like you got <laughs> something where we got to figure out how to take money out. You need to start paying yourself. I was like, okay. So we figured it all out and everything from there. But during that time, it was about two years that I was just hold. And it's interesting that we're in this COVID-19 uh, stay at home order thing, because it's taking me back to that moment again, where I was so broke that I couldn't go anywhere because I had no money to go outside. So all I had to do was focus on my son and seven days a week, as soon as he would go to sleep, I would be working on the business all day long and would do nothing but working on the business. And now with this stay at home order that we have during this time right now, it's reminding me back to that time where it's, we can't go outside. All we have is our work and that's the only focus that we have. So it's taking me back to that time and actually reinvigorating me so much more. But during those two years that I really went down and hit rock bottom when building this business, my mentorship was YouTube. I got so obsessed with all of these people, the Grant Cardones of the world, the TD Jakes of the world, the ET, the hip hop preachers of the world, the yeah, Ed Milets yeah. of the world, and Art Williams, and all these people that are just like obsessed about their videos. And I used them as mentors. Those were my mentors. The people that I was reading books about, those were my mentors as well. So mentors don't always have to be just physical people that you talk to on a daily basis. There's so much access to knowledge now that you can go deep in one person. And if you connect with a Grant Cardone or something of that sort, or an Ed Milet, there's so much content from those people that you can go deep with them for like six or seven months straight and consider them your mentors because you're learning directly from them. Uh, so it's amazing what we have access to these days that mentors don't have to be the physical people that you connect with. Mentors can be people that uh, you can just go onto YouTube and just dive deep into every single piece of their content and learn from them in that way. Yeah, it's, it's so true. Um, yeah, I mean, you hate to say it, right? Cause you know, when my parents said it, like, Oh, you have no idea how good you have it. It's like the, the, the young generation coming up right now has no, because as you mentioned, like when you were coming up early on, like you said they had the cassette tapes and like, yeah, I totally remember those. And, and, uh, but now it's like, you got audible, you got YouTube, you got these podcasts that we're on right now. We could just, so you can have, you have, and, and all of like, I love putting out free content. Everyone puts out, out a ton of free content that it, that is truly so valuable if they actually just put it into their life. So yeah, I love that you, you brought that up. And then, which kind of comes into this next question here of, that I always love to ask is, um, you know, we were mentioning before we hit record that. Uh, you know, you're talking about your story and how you, you've accomplished what you have. And I think there's a lot of people that, that might be in a place where um, they want to start the business, but they're not sure, or they're at this fork in the road moment, this critical moment, this critical decision that they have in life. And, and uh, everything's kind of telling them to maybe go left with the, with the masses, but they're just feeling pulled to go right. But it's, it's a scary place to go. And so is there a moment, the question for you is, is there a moment uh, that you can think of that's coming to mind where you did choose the path that you did, which has you where you are, but had you not, like you could very easily have been in a much different place in life right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I get that question. Actually, it's been coming up a lot more lately because a lot of people say like, why didn't you just succumb to the thinking that like you would just become maybe like a, like a manager at a restaurant or something of that sort. Mm -hmm. And rather than like owning a business or something like, why don't you just succumb to that path? Right. Why, what made you go down this path to start a business? And 
I remember when I first started my business, I had so many opportunities that were starting to come my way that would lead me to the average and ordinary path. You know, like I had job offers while I was on food stamps. I was like, man, I could really use this job right now. But, and I was getting job offers, but I knew that it would take me back to the path of comfort, even though it was so discomfortable of being, you know, living at my parents' house and uh, over here on food stamps, it was the most uncomfortable feeling that you can possibly have. But I started going back to thinking about, you know, what led me here? What I used to think that things were happening to me. Like I was thinking like, man, I barely know this girl for like three or four months. And like, I'm having a son during the worst time I could possibly have a son at 2008 where I'm broke with 300 bucks in my bank account. And I got to go get a job. Like, why is all this stuff happening to me? Like, why is it happening to me? But I started thinking about it a little bit more as I started my business of thinking of like, wow, this actually happened for me. You know, my son was born for a reason to point me in this direction so I can go and get uncomfortable and do something that I didn't want to do, which was get a job and found this job that actually led me to my passion of internet marketing and affiliate marketing that every time I look at him, I think like, man, this kid was born for a reason to point me in this direction. So every time I felt that, you know, maybe I should go back to the comfortable area so that way I can live comfortable instead of being so uncomfortable when I started the business. I always look back at him and look at him. It's like the universe speaking through him and saying, no, you're supposed to go this direction. So having a big enough why that makes me cry every day when I think about it is what led me to say like, you know what, even though I'm going broke starting this business um, on food stamps, he was born for a reason that, you know, if there's any time that I'm going to do it, it's going to be now. Why am I going to wait? I'm not going to get any younger. I'm not going to get any smarter later on that all of a sudden there's going to be an epiphany that I now I know how to do it, that I need to focus on this now. There will be no better opportunity to do it now. And what I needed was for that job to go away where I didn't have an option B to land on, where I didn't say like, oh, I can go back to comfort because that's option B that I have. Option A became option A, and that was the only option. And it also shut out a lot of the negative people that were in my life, some of the negative friends that didn't believe in me or some of the friends that just wanted to go out and hang out and have drinks on the weekends every weekend. Like I was so broke that I couldn't go out with them anymore. So it was, it was the best thing ever because like now I'm not distracted by that stupid stuff that isn't getting me ahead and it's not yeah. making my family any better. It's not making my son any better. It's not getting me closer to my dreams or my goals. So having option A being only option A what I found is that everybody hits a point of a wall. And I hit that wall. I mean, when I hit absolute rock bottom on food stamps and thinking, not knowing how to take money out of the business or anything that I hit that wall. And it's almost as if like the universe throws that wall at you saying like, do you feel that, and are you going to be able to respect the blessing that's going to come after you climb this wall? And if you're willing to climb this wall, there's a blessing on the other side. But if you're not willing to climb this wall, you're not even going to be able to handle that blessing that, you know, now, uh, you know, coming from food stamps and everything and fast forward that we're running a $30 million a year business. It, it's interesting because now I look at that blessing where I can look at all that stuff and I respect it so much more. Uh, a mentor of mine told me, you know, if you don't respect a penny, then you won't earn a dollar. And if you don't respect a dollar, you're not going to earn a hundred dollars. And if you can't respect a hundred dollars, you can't earn thousands. So I learned to respect it as I was hitting rock bottom in that way that you got to go through some crap. And everybody that I know that's successful has went through some heavy, heavy crap and heavy uh, stuff where they hit that wall every time of 
okay, do I go back and just go back to average and ordinary, or do I really try to climb this wall and give it everything I can? Because there's going to be a blessing on the other side, and that's where you know your core values really come into play, and that's why faith is my strongest core value because you got to have faith in the unseen, knowing that like something great's going to happen every single day, rather than thinking of uh, all the bad things that could happen, and that's where the self-talk comes in too, and knowing that something great's going to happen every day. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of my experience, what I experienced in the very beginning. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks for that story. So powerful. And what a blessing uh, yeah, your son was to like put you on that path. It's like God, God's telling you, man, hey, here you go. Here's your blessing. You got to go this way. What a gift. So I uh, appreciate you sharing that. Wait, one last question before we wrap this up. What is, if there's one or two things that you could give to the listeners that if they were to implement today into their life, like would help them move forward today in their life, what would those be? It's tough to, to say just one thing, but yeah, I will totally. say <laughs> maybe a, a couple things possibly, sure. but the one, the one thing for sure is definitely get your core values in place because, you know, for the first couple of years in building this business, it was a real big struggle. And I was really like working my tail off, like nonstop and sleeping only four hours a day uh, for about two years straight and doing it. Uh, but it wasn't until I really got my core values of what I live by my five F's in place and really living by it and practicing it every single day that I started seeing the business really take off and really start to scale which didn't require me to uh, sleep the four hours every single night because I started thinking much more creative on how we can get things done a lot more efficiently because it, I had those four, uh, those core values in place and standing for that. So definitely the core values are key. Uh, but another thing that's been key that I practice every single day uh, that I would say that has made the biggest impact is getting clear and concise on exactly what I want. Uh, yeah. And writing it down every single night before I go to sleep and every single morning when I wake up and saying it out loud, even though it sounds weird, but weird and rich or broken, cool, but yeah. I will <laughs> go for the weird every absolutely. time. <laughs> Big weird and rich all day. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, I love that. And that's, that's, yeah, so important to be clear on what it is you want, where you're going and, and why it matters. And uh, so, yeah, thank you. Self-talk. Obviously, we've been talking a lot about that. So powerful. Um, so I just appreciate you coming on and giving us some time. And uh, I know you're busy, busy, busy day and busy life. So uh, thank you so much. What What are a few ways that uh, followers, listeners can follow you um, and, and like just see what you're up to? And, and uh, if they if they need, you know, maybe send you a message and ask you a question. Yeah, I think uh, I probably make the most updates on Instagram. So you can follow my Instagram, Ruben, at Ruben Resendez, uh, R-U-B-E-N-R-E-S-E-N-E-E-Z uh, on Instagram. So follow me on there. Feel free to send me a direct message as well, too. And I usually get back to them pretty quickly. But that's probably the best place where I make most of my updates there. Awesome. Appreciate it. And we'll definitely get that linked up. Yeah, uh, so that they can find that easily. But uh, yeah, thank you again, Ruben, so much. It's been it's been an honor to have you here, and uh, just appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate everything you're doing and the people you're inspiring, Nate. So hopefully, I helped a little bit too. Oh, absolutely, with joy. So thank you so much. Have a great day, man. Thanks, Nate. You too. Nature going home, I miss my life, miss my wife, 15 months she was all alone, but 
When I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader.